and welcome to This Week in James City County. I'm your host, Renee Dolman. Today, I am once again joined by Sarah Rue. Sarah is the county's emergency manager. Welcome, Sarah. So happy to be back with you again, Renee. Yay! But the fact that you're back yes. means that it's another season for people to get prepared for. <laughs> so I always come when the weather changes. Yeah. So, so. tell us, yes. I guess hurricanes are around the corner. Hurricanes are around the corner. So we've got hurricane preparedness week starting May 5th and going through the 11th of May. So that's um, with the National Weather Service and National Hurricane Center are mm-hmm. leading that charge along with FEMA and the state. And then I believe we will be putting out some social media posts and some other things along that line that week. So um, while the official hurricane season does not start until the beginning of of June, we are asking everybody to get prepared and look at their kits and stuff. You might not have looked at it since Mm -hmm. the end of hurricane season last year, which was the end of November. So now's the time to go through it. Make sure, you know, if you have canned goods or crackers or whatever, you know, some easy things to eat that everything still has the right dates on it and water. If you're me, I stock up water in in the in, before hurricane season, and then I just kind of use it throughout the rest of the year after hurricane season's done. Mm-hmm. So always a good time to go through and make sure, you know, you still have your gloves and your Band-Aids. That's another thing I like to take from my kit quite frequently when I... <laughs> is the band-aid so just make sure you have all your stuff there and that you're ready to go for uh, hurricane season hopefully this year won't be too bad we had a rather exciting one last year yes thankfully we uh, were just hit by a tropical storm Michael, Mm -hmm. um, which unfortunately spawned some tornadoes out of it. Right. But there was a while when Florence looked like it was going to be a direct hit in the Category 3, which was personally absolutely terrifying. Right. So, but it's always good to be prepared because this year it might be us and not South Carolina or North Carolina that gets hit. Tell me, outside of the kit and Mm -hmm. making sure that your kit is ready, what else can people do over the hurricane preparedness week? I would suggest going to know your zone. Okay. Um, right before Florence, the state had a huge influx of people trying to figure out what zone they were in. Right. So know your zone. VA.org is a good website to go to to um, make sure that you know what zone you're in. And you might not be in a zone. Right. There's a good chunk of James City County that's not in a zone. Right. So if you don't have a color and you're just gray when you enter in your address, then you know you can be a place where other friends or family that might live in a zone in James City County or in another jurisdiction can come and uh, stay with you during a hurricane if they're asked to leave Mm -hmm. a particular evacuation zone. And when we ask you to leave, you know, it's for a purpose. We're not trying to create a problem or a hassle for anybody. It's It's not a decision that's made lightly. Right, exactly. There's lots of conference calls with multiple levels of government and the Mm -hmm. National Weather Service and the National Hurricane Center. And I know FEMA, you know, gets involved from the federal side talking to the state and the state talks to all the localities that might be affected. So there is a lot that goes into the process of whether or not to ask for people to evacuate a certain area. 
Okay, so folks should go to knowyourzoneva.org mm-hmm. and find out now yes. what zone you're in, and that way you'll know. Because I had forgotten until you had just mentioned that, that the site crashed. The site did crash. Because so many people went on at the last minute to yes. find out. So and we had our wonderful GIS person here in James City County, Kim. Yes. Hi, um, Kim. Yay, Kim. <laughs> but she created one just for us so that uh, when that site crashed, then our residents still had an area or a way of Googling whether or not they were in an area. So, and that was on the fly and super quick on her part. Absolutely. So that was fabulous. I know a lot of jurisdictions did not do that. So it was very nice that she totally took that on on her own and right. created it. So tell me what else is going on in the world of emergency management? This year is our Surrey nuclear power plant drill, which okay. is called a VOPEX for the acronym. And we will be assisting Charles City with their evacuation assembly center because they host people from James City County. Mm-hmm. If we were asking people to evacuate for a Surrey nuclear power plant incident, And then we have our larger exercise for our Emergency Operations Center Mm -hmm. in July that's also associated with VOPEX. So sometimes we do stuff, what they call out of sequence, so like beforehand, so that we're not doing everything on one day because there's no way you'd be able to do everything on one day. Right, right. Well, and I think that that is interesting to talk about VOPEX a little bit because Mm -hmm. most people probably don't realize Mm -hmm. that every other year we have a full scale exercise Mm -hmm. that involves observers from FEMA FEMA. Mm -hmm. and from Dominion Energy Mm -hmm. and the state. And we run through our entire radiological emergency plan. We we sure do. So um, the fire department does monitoring, field monitoring. They Mm -hmm. test that to make sure that they can go and monitor. And then the police department does route alerting Mm -hmm. to make sure that they can hit the areas that are not covered by a siren or, you know, if a siren were to fail, that they Mm -hmm. could go around and alert people in a timely fashion. Every eight years, we have to test our evacuation assembly center. So we have one in Charles City and one in Hampton. So this year, it's Charles City. And then in two years, it should be Hampton. Well, and it's just, it's a really big deal. Oh, it is. And it's something we take very seriously. Yes. Most exercises, actually, I'm going to say this, all exercises other than VOPEX um, that the county does are not graded by FEMA. Right. And all of this came out of Three Mile Island and the regulations Mm -hmm. that came after that. So that that's part of it is that the Nuclear Regulatory Commission handles the power plant side of it. Right. And FEMA handles the locality side of it. Right. And the state side. So, yeah. Now, the nuclear, the zone. Mm-hmm. PAZs. The PAZs. Mm-hmm. Protective Action Zones. Yes. Did I get it? Yes, yes. you did. Good job. Um, they are... It's 10 miles around mm-hmm. because that's where the yep. sirens are, right? Yep. 10, 10 miles. miles. Mm-hmm. So there's a large part of the county that has nothing to do with Surrey. Yes. But there's everybody that, you know, pretty much is around the James River mm-hmm. and inland mm-hmm. for quite a ways. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, 10 miles. Yeah. You know, yeah. they're involved. And a good way to know if you're involved, first of all, you will have received a, a calendar. calendar. 
Yep. yep. In the mail mm-hmm. in, I guess. January. Yeah, January. December, December, January-ish area. Yep. And people know that one because it's got a card on the back. One's yellow, one's orange, and it's been, we've been notified. And mm-hmm. so if you receive that calendar. Yep. You're in the zone. Yep. And so that would be a good thing to go and find. Yes. If people wanted to find out more information about the Surrey Power Plant, they could go to Dominion's website, which is dominionenergy.com. And they have the evacuation zones and routes and all of that good information there. They sure do. All right. So what else is going on? Our emergency operations plan is due for revision slash approval by the board in December. So every four years we have, I, I have to look at it every year, which I do I look at it every year and makes minor adjustments but it needs to have a full review and approval by the board again this year in December so I'm updating a lot of emergency support functions so each of the departments normally is in charge of one or if you're lucky like social services several (laughs) and so I'm sitting down with them and talking about how we're going to do some things so one we're working on is volunteer and donation management okay because people always like to try to help they do after a storm they do so we need to have a good system in place for you know how to volunteer and also if we were to get donations how we would manage them how we would push them out those sorts of things Mm -hmm. we're working on a point of distribution plan and that is a regional plan with Williamsburg and York County so this goes back to the hurricane thing okay um you know uh, during Isabel I believe the county had some points of distribution. I believe they were in the upper end of the county in the Toano area where they handed out like water, cases Mm -hmm. of water Mm -hmm. and things. So we're going to uh, create a plan, an updated plan. You know, Mm -hmm. we had a good plan during Isabel, but we're going to, um, or a good system during Isabel. Mm -hmm. So we want to make sure that that's captured. Uh, So we're working with York County and Williamsburg on that because, um, as you know, a lot of people... It's very confusing around here as into which jurisdiction you live in. Right. So we've been trying to work with Williamsburg and York County more um, to do some regional things up uh-huh. here because, uh-huh. you know, everybody, you, you might have a Williamsburg address, but you might live in York, you might live right. in Williamsburg, you might live in James City County. And, you know, amongst the three jurisdictions, we just want to make sure that people are taken care of. And it doesn't matter if you live in Williamsburg or if you live in James City County, you know, we want to be able to operate together so and provide whatever. Uh-huh assistance we need whether that's sheltering or whether that's point of distribution or a couple other things that we're working on so just to make sure that the residents up here are are covered and taken care of because we're all in this together that is we're all in this together yeah you know and we are smaller jurisdictions so smaller staffing between Williamsburg and James City County and York's kind of cut in half with the military base in the middle so it really is like a group up here for the historic triangle. So we really just try to make sure that everybody's taken care of. There's a lot of confusion of where to go. Right. So as long as they're someplace safe, it doesn't matter, you know, if if they happen to live in York or James City County or or Williamsburg, we just want to make sure that we have a good plan. Right. Now, something, I'm looking at this map that you have Mm -hmm. in front of you, something that we tend to have to prepare for in this area Mm -hmm. involves flooding. Yes. So what's going on in the world of flooding? Flooding. We are part of a regional um, rollout that's Mm -hmm. going to happen May 1st 
and it's called Flood Fluent. It was spearheaded. It was a regional activity again mm-hmm. by the Hampton Roads Planning District Commission. And it is to get people to look and think about getting flood insurance. Because anywhere it rains, mm-hmm. it can flood. Absolutely. You'll be seeing some social media posts and those sorts of things. It takes 30 days to get homeowners or renters insurance. Mm -hmm. So even if you don't own your home and you're renting or you're in an apartment and you're renting the apartment, there is a possibility that your residence could flood. So um, FEMA offers just contents insurance, which Mm -hmm. is mainly geared for residents of apartment buildings or renters of homes. And... They also offer the building insurance as well. It is rather reasonable, especially if you're outside of a flood zone, you know, just to have that extra little bit of assurance. Right. And it does take 30 days. So it's not something you can call about when you see like Florence, for example, headed directly towards you. That's a little bit too late. Right. So that's why we're rolling it out at the beginning of May with the hopes that people will think about getting it and then they'll be ready for hurricane Mm -hmm. season. And then if we do happen to have a large hurricane headed towards us and it does cause some damage, then you will know that you have your flood insurance to cover any flooding damage that happens. So, Well, and I think that a lot of people think that their homeowner's insurance or their renter's insurance automatically covers flooding. It does not. Okay. Mm Mm-mm. Nope, that's a, a common misperception, unfortunately. The flood insurance program is handled by the federal government. There are a couple of private agencies, but mainly the federal government. But they work through all of the um, normal State Farm, mm-hmm. Allstate, those right. sorts of insurance companies, USAA, whatever, to provide it. But it's run by the federal government. So it is a separate thing that you have to purchase. Okay. Um, But you should be able to go to your regular insurance agent, ask them about it and get a quote and uh, hopefully think about purchasing it if you don't have it already. So. All right. And is there a website with this campaign? Floodfluent.org. That's easy. Yes. All right. So we have talked about hurricanes. Mm -hmm. We have talked about Surrey Power Plant. Mm -hmm. We have talked about flooding. Yes. I think that's quite a bit. I would agree with you. I would. I, I think that's quite a bit as well. Um, I just want to make one more plug. We did talk about kits and getting prepared and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, make sure that you have a kit and a plan for your pets as well. Right. Because I did talk quite a bit about human kits. Um, right. But, you know, everybody knows my little Lily is right a part of the family. <laughs> I'm looking at moving shortly, and and actually, I sold my home. I'm under contract, so congratulations! Uh, thank you. So, um, I keep looking at my house, going, "This is the only house my puppy has ever known." Oh, which, dear. yeah, I, I'm to that point. So, but um, <laughs> so they really, for some of us, you know, they really are like family. Absolutely. So you want to make sure that you have a plan for your pet, so that your pet is well taken care of with you know any medications or you know their their food and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So, and then if you're interested in volunteering and becoming part of our community animal response team, which just helps with the pet sheltering portion of our shelter, please contact the Office of Emergency Management. So the number that people can call if they're interested 
and taking the CART training, which I might add also involves pet CPR and first aid, which is always nice to have. Absolutely. Even if time doesn't allow for you to be part of the CART team, Mm -hmm. you know, whether it's our CERT training or our CART training, it's open to everybody and you don't necessarily have to join. We would love for you to join either team, but you can always take the training. You can call 757 Five six four two one four zero seven five seven five six four two one four zero, and Caroline will be more than happy to assist. Very good. Mm-hmm. And uh, then, if you have any sort of special needs, relying on power, and I don't mean your cell phone has to be charged. Right. <laughs> right. If you have some sort of medical equipment at home where you have to have power all the time, think about where you would go. And make sure you have the appropriate adaptive equipment with you. For example, I wear contacts and I am mm-hmm. basically blind without contacts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I always make sure that I have my glasses with me right. in my to-go bag. So if you have any like thing like that or you know medicine or whatever, just make sure that you uh, are, are prepared and that that stuff's in your bag as well. So. All right. Good yep. stuff to remember mm-hmm. for sure. Well, Sarah, as you know, yes. because this is your second visit to the podcast. I think it's my third. Your third. Third. Yes, because I think we did a winter one or a tornado <gasps> one. So I think I did two last year. Oh my goodness. I, I think you're right. Yeah. I think you're right. Well, we have fun questions. Oh boy. This is my like favorite part of the thing, Renee. Yeah. My favorite part of coming and visiting you. Oh, very nice. Yeah. But these are easy See, and they're fun. I was hoping to get out of this since I shared a little bit about moving. But no, no, no that's not going to work. No, of okay. course not. Okay. All right. What is your favorite time of day mm-hmm. and why? It would probably be middle afternoon. Okay. Because the sun's still out and high and you can kind of do whatever as long as the weather's decent. Okay. I'm totally not a morning person. Okay. Like, I, I, yeah, I, I, I got some really <laughs> bad stories about how, how much, like, literally working technology sometimes in the morning is difficult for me. So, um, yeah, but uh, any anything that's after 10 o'clock in the morning is really generally good for me. Okay. So, yeah. oh, well, that's good. That yeah. leaves a lot of time. Yeah, it does. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Okay, second question. If you had, speaking of time. Yes. If you had an extra hour mm-hmm. every day, mm-hmm. what would you do with it? I would make sure I went and worked out somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> Exercise, that's good. Yeah, that, I mean, because right now that's the hardest thing for me to figure out because I'm I'm commuting. Right. Um, so it's it's hard um, to figure out when's the exact time because I'm a class person. Like okay. I like to take classes. So those okay. are at set times. Right. It's not like I can't, don't get me wrong, I can go to the gym and make up my own thing, but like right. I know I'm not going to do nearly as well and mm-hmm. it's not going to be fun and I like to socialize with people. So yeah. um, I like to take classes and those are at set times. So unless I make the one for a specific time, I'm not doing anything that evening because yet again, I'm not a morning person. Right. I wish right. I was. I really wish I was for the <laughs> exercising portion because a lot of my friends go and exercise in the morning. Right. But uh, yeah, me waking up before 630 in the morning is just not going to happen. Not going to happen. No. Okay. <laughs> so, well, that is a very productive thing to do with an extra hour every day. Yeah. Sarah, thanks again so much for coming back now for the third time to be on the podcast. Well, it's always a joy coming over here, Renee. I mean, your questions are always very interesting. And (laughs) quite honestly, I love public outreach and talking to people. So if I get an opportunity to talk about emergency management at any time, I'll definitely take it. And I always enjoy spending time with you. So, Okay, well, you were definitely on the short list of people (laughs) that I will call. Yay! Yay! (laughs) Okay, thanks so much. 
Well, that wraps up this episode of This Week in James City County. Thank you so much for tuning in. As always, please take a moment to go online and to subscribe to the podcast. That way you will be sure to never miss an episode. Also go to our website or at jamescitycountyva.gov slash podcast. And while there, you're going to find all of our episodes as well as a form. And on that form, you can let us know what you think. If there's something that we should be improving on or anything that you like, would love to hear it. Also, any future show ideas or guest ideas, we would love to hear from you. So once again, thank you so much. And we will talk with you next week.